getting ready to share in the word of the Lord together. I'm going to ask those of you who have your Bibles to grab them quickly. Um, I know what time it is and the day we're living in. So um, if it's not your Bibles, your phones, your tablets, your means of scripture um, this evening, grab it. Let's go to the book of Joshua. It's already been read in our hearing chapter 10. And I'm going to start reading at the 22nd verse. I'm going to read it from the NASB. Um, but but you can certainly follow along. Joshua 10, um, starting at the 22nd verse. Uh, and this is the word of the Lord. And it says, Then Joshua said, Open the mouth of the cave and bring these five kings out to me from the cave. They did so, and they brought these five kings out to him from the cave. And the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jermuth, the king of Lachish and the king of Eglon. And when they brought these kings out to Joshua, Joshua called for the men of Israel. And he said to the chiefs of the men of war who had gone with them, all the commanders, come near, put your feet on the necks of these kings. So they came near and put their feet on their necks. And Joshua then said to him, do not fear or be dismayed. Be strong and courageous for thus the Lord will do to all your enemies with whom you fight. And the word of the Lord is blessed. For, for the next few moments, I just want to share with you from the word of God. And I want to just share from this thought. Put your foot on it. Do me a favor. Look at somebody. You can drop your mask a little bit. Don't take it off of your mouth. But let them see your eyes and tell them, put your foot on it. Uh, that's the wrong neighbor. Find somebody across the room. Because uh, you need somebody to agree with you today. Come on. This is about, this is about warfare. Amen. And you need somebody that's going to go into war with you. Find somebody, make eyeball to eyeball contact. Put your and foot say, on neighbor. neighbor. Say, put your foot, put your foot on it. Come on, on, if you believe that, open up your mouth, put your hands together, and give God a worthy praise right here. Come on, let's bless Yes, God. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you for this opportunity, God, to mount this sacred desk. Father, we know that it is no goodness of our own, but it is because of you. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Father, we thank you, God, for this celebration, God. And I pray now, God, that you would have your way among us, oh God. We pray now that you would cause us to not only be hearers, but doers of your word. We thank you in advance for the lives that will be altered, changed, and transformed by the power of the living word. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory and honor. It is in Jesus' name we pray, and we say amen and amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Amen. I don't, I don't, you know, all, a lot of preachers, I don't want to say all, but a lot of preachers tell you they're not going to be before you long. <laughs> and they're not always factual. They're not always truthful with that. But if the Lord says the same, um, I, 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 I'm going to do my best to share with you and get out of your way so that you can get to the rest of your evening. Um, some of you, maybe you got some snacks at home. Maybe you got something waiting for you. You want to get home. So I don't want to keep you from that. 
But I do want to share with you from the word of God. Um, this word um, is a powerful word. But, but as I was thinking about this gathering, as I was thinking about this celebration of my dear friend and my, my, my brother and my sister, and, and, and as they're advancing in the things of God, um, I realized that it's important to recognize celebration. I think, I think um, you know, it's, it's problematic when we're always talking about all of the negativity that is going on with us. Um, you know, sometimes we find people like that. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Every conversation you have with them, they're always talking about what's going wrong and what's bad. And, 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 and sometimes it can drain you. I don't know about you. So, Sometimes, you know, when, when I see who it is that's calling and, and they have a tendency to do that, I, I'm just being honest. I'm just being, I, I don't always pick up. <laughs> uh, because sometimes you got to guard yourself from all the negativity that will try to attach itself to you. Sometimes you got to preserve your peace. Um, but here's the thing I want to say. I think it's important for us to acknowledge celebration. And certainly that's what we're doing today. We are celebrating this great man, this great woman of God. We were celebrating the work of the Lord and their commitment to the things of Christ. Um, and, but, but here's the thing that I do want to address when it comes to celebration. And, I, and the thing that I do want to address when it comes to um, being faithful and being committed um, and being change agents for the kingdom of God. I want to talk about that a little bit because um, I want you to understand that whenever that is your position, whenever that is your posture, whenever that is the thing that you have decided to align yourself with, I want you to understand that the kingdom of heaven is rejoicing, but also the kingdom of darkness is stirred. The kingdom of darkness is, is, is upset, and it's important for us to realize that whenever we set ourselves to fulfilling the assignment of God and pleasing the Father, the enemy rises up, attempting to bring us to places of demise. I don't know who I'm talking to, but is there anybody that can attest to the fact that whenever you made a determination in your spirit that you're going deeper in God, that you're going higher in God, hasn't it always felt like the pressure began to mount up against you and didn't it feel like it intensified? It is because the enemy wants to nullify you and he wants to mute your voice. But I'm here to declare in this house right now, even though he's attempting to bring us to these places of demise, I believe that God has assembled us here today to encourage us. Uh, my brother and my sister, I believe God wants to encourage you. Those of you who are hearing me and listening under the sound of my voice, I believe that God wants to encourage you. And what I believe God wants to do is remind you of your identity. It is when we forget who we are, who we belong to, what we possess, what we carry, that we find ourselves in low places. But I want you to understand that I believe God wants us to remember who we are. 
to understand that we are connected to something awesome, a power. Y'all just saying, because God is the greatest power. Yeah, yeah, we shall never, never. be defeated. God wants to keep us connected to what he has placed in us. And I want you to understand today that maybe some of us might be struggling with that, but I was just sharing this this morning, and I need you to help me out with this because as quiet as it's kept, you carry something. Uh, y'all got y'all should have got more excited than you just got right there because what I just shared with you is something that you need to understand. You carry something. Uh, I don't have anybody here. I need you to look at somebody across the room because somebody don't realize that today. And I need you to declare it, speak it into the wells of their spirit. Say, neighbor, you carry something. Yeah, 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 yeah. You carry something. You carry something. You have greater in you. There's more to you than you realize. And I want you to understand what you have been going through and what has seemingly had the upper hand has no business having the upper hand over you because you carry something. You got to understand. You got to understand. You have to remember who you are, God has connected you and God wants you to understand that as long as we are connected to him, it is critical to our success. You've you got to understand today that because you carry something, it is the very thing that's going to help you navigate to the places God has promised you. Because you carry something, it is the very thing that's going to help you matriculate through the trials and the storms and the dark days and the tough seasons. And it's going to allow you to arrive at the destination that God has purposed for you. I don't have anybody here. I want you to understand something. Your power is your perspective. I want you to understand that the reason why some of us are living beneath our privileges is because the way we see it. The reason why we're not advancing the way we should be advancing is because of our perspective. The reason why we're, we're feeling ourselves slipping and falling over and over again is because we, reckon, we do not recognize that there is great power in our perspective. And so if I see myself defeated, then defeated I am. If I see myself as a low person, then low is where I am. If I see myself in lack, then lack is where I am. I need you to understand there is power in your perspective. Stop saying, stop saying that you cannot prosper. Stop saying that you cannot overcome it. Stop saying that you cannot defeat it. Stop saying that it is not possible. I want you to understand that you are connected to the God of impossibility. Whatever it is that seems impossible to you, God knows how to move on that impossible thing and make it come to pass. Do I have anybody that will lift up their voice right here? And let the enemy know. I know that it's been impossible and it seems impossible. But God is about to turn it in my favor. Open up your sacred. 
was about to tell you, he did not stop saying. Stop saying that you are not an overcomer. As a matter of fact, you you are an overcomer. You are victorious. Victory is your name. I was thinking about this text, and I, I promise I'm getting out of your way. I want you to understand that it does not matter what comes against you. I, I need somebody to just begin to say that. It doesn't matter what comes against me. I'm embracing victory. One more time. It doesn't matter what comes against me. I'm embracing victory. Let's look at this text here, and I don't have time to go through it all. It's so much information here. It's so much stuff to process, and so I'm going to try to touch some of the things that you can grab onto and make some connection. But but when you look into this this book of Joshua, when you look up in this book of Joshua, when you study it, one of the things that you will see almost immediately is that it chronicles the success of Israel now that Joshua is the leader of Israel. You see that it takes a drastic turn. Um, the Bible talks about Moses being dead and uh, jo um, um, Joshua now assuming the position as the leader. But there is a different um, different thing resting on Joshua. He, he carries what Moses carried, but there's something else on him. And now there has been a shift that is taking place in Israel. And every enemy that comes up against them, everything that is in their way, they are formidable, they are powerful. And because of it, everything that stands in front of them, they seem to conquer with great power. When you study it, you'll see the success of the Israelites. You'll see under the leadership of Joshua that they are, in fact, a force to be reckoned with. Whenever you um, read in the book of Joshua, you start seeing them advancing. You see them proceeding. You, you see them going forth. You, you see them walking in godly wisdom and momentum. They, they are conquering things left and right. They are a force to be reckoned with. When you study it, you see them possessing territory. And you see that there are leaders of various cities who, who are nervous because they know they have of an almighty God. So these various cities are, are, are frustrated, they're nervous, they're anxious because they know it's a matter of time. And they know that it's a matter of time. And so because of this, they, they see the advancement of the people of Israel and they know that they are conquering people and they're taking possession of territories. And they're worried about being consumed. They're worried about being defeated. They're worried about being a part, uh, a notch in the belt of the people of Israel. And so they are concerned. This is what the Bible tells us. They're wondering how are they going to be able to stave off this conquering nation? And so the Bible says that these various um, kings, these various leaders of these particular cities, they're starting to try to figure out how are they going to have remedy as it relates to what is in front of them. And so they're starting to have these communications. Well, the Bible talks about one people, the Gibeonites, the Bible talks about them. They take matters into their own hands. 
They sit there and they say, okay, everybody is talking about Israel, but I got to do something. And so they conned the people of Israel. They conned the leaders of Israel. They ran a scheme. They ran a trick on them. And because of it, it allowed them to be in covenant with Israel. Joshua became in covenant with them, which meant that he was going to cover them, that Israel was now going to look out for them. They, they, they perpetrated a rules, and, and because of it now, they have the covering of Israel. So, so, so this is what the Gibeonites did, and so now in their mind, they said, we're good, we're taken care of, but the other cities are still struggling. They're nervous and they're worried about what is going to take place. And so the Bible talks about these five kings coming together, forming this coalition, coming together, pooling their resources, uh, coming up with strategies and conversations, having meetings about what they're going to do. And the first thing they do is that they find out that the Gibeonites uh, made their own plans. They left them out of it. And so now they are upset with them. And so they pull their resources to say, listen, if we're going to come against the people of Gideon, um, Gibeon, what we got to understand is that we're also coming against the people of Israel. And so we can't just go as individual cities. We got to form this coalition because if we come together, then we'll be stronger. We'll be more formidable. We'll be more intimidating. The Bible says these five kings came together. And when they heard about the advancing of Joshua and the people of Israel, they decided to come together. Now, the problem was is that they said, well, we're going to come against the people of Gibeon. But the problem is they are in covenant with Israel. And so they're not the, the, the people that they think they are. They're not going to be able to defeat them the way they think they are. They are in covenant. Somebody say covenant. covenant. Um, that covenant means something. That covenant means that they have something with them. That covenant means that they're not by themselves. That covenant means that they have something strong working with them. Joshua, now watch this, got word about these five kings. That these five kings came and, and what they did now was they came against the people of Gibeon and, and they came and they attacked them. And, and so when they came to the people of Gibeon, Gibeon now came to Joshua and said, listen, y'all got to back us up. We're in alignment, we're in agreement, we're in covenant, and this, this, this city, these people are coming against us. Y'all got to back us up because we're not going to be able to handle them on our own. When Joshua gets the word, Joshua begins to commune with God, fellowship with God, begin to seek out God. And I got to tell you here today, and please understand this, as leaders, as people of God, as servants of the Most High God, I want you to understand the greatest thing you can do is consult God. Uh, Y'all missed that. I said the greatest thing you can do is consult God. Can I tell you something? Too often time, we're finding ourselves in situations because we did not consult the Father. Right. 
We're in relationships that are bad and it's driving us crazy. That's because you did not consult the Father. We're living in cities and in neighborhood and houses um, and it's frustrating us because we wanted to keep up with the Joneses. But here's what I want you to understand. The Joneses are not the ones you ought to be looking at. You ought to be consulting the Father. I want you to understand we're looking and we want to do things in ministry and, and we want to walk a certain way. But the problem is we're not consulting the Father. I want you to understand the greatest thing you can do is get before God and say, God, what do you have to say about it? The Bible says that Joshua positioned himself in the presence of God and he began to get instruction as it relates to the people that, that, that are opposing him. These five kings that are setting themselves against um, the people of Gibeon and the people of Israel. Here's what the Bible says. The word of the Lord comes to Joshua and it says this. Um, he, he wants them to understand. He says, I want you to know that I am going to be with you. Uh, and so you got to understand that you're getting ready to engage in warfare, but please understand, don't be nervous, don't be panic-stricken, don't be disturbed, don't be disquieted, don't walk away, don't back down, because I am going to be with you. And these people that are coming against you, I watch this, I am going to give them into your hand, and with the strength of God, you are going to rout your enemy. I love this. I love this. I love this. I love this. And so um, here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that these five kings came against the people of Gibeon, against the people of Israel. Um, but when they came to fight up against them, here's what the Bible says. You gotta read this for yourself. Joshua, because he understood the assignment, because he understood that God was for him. Do you know that Joshua had the audacity to turn and look at the sun and say, son, stand still. Don't go down until we defeat them. Don't, don't go down until we capture everybody. Don't go down until everybody is defeated. He said, son, stand still. And the Bible says that God honored his request. Come on. God is so for Joshua and the people of Israel. He caused something that ought to happen naturally. To stand still. I don't know if anybody is getting this. Watch this. And the Bible says because of that, um, the sun did not go down. And Joshua was with, and his people was able to locate every enemy. And they were able to defeat every enemy. Now watch this. While they are fighting the enemy, the Bible says that the five kings... Go and retreat and look for refuge in a cave. Ah, you listen, they're talking, they're talking. They're doing all of that talking, but watch this. When the battle got hot, they went and hid in a cave. Isn't that just like the enemy? I wonder if there's anybody that know. He really don't want it. Somebody say he really don't want it. He really don't want it. He really don't want the smoke. He really don't want to come up against the thing that you carry. He really don't want it. If you knew the power that rests in you, I want you to understand you'll be able to look the enemy in the face. They say, you really don't 
don't want to try it with me today. I want you to understand there's an authority, there's a power in me. I'm looking for demons to demolish. I'm looking for demons that I can locate and let them know that the power of the living God rests with me. And I know that victory shall be mine in the name of I grew up in the projects and in dumping projects in Jersey City. Anybody know about the projects? I want you to understand that, that there's, there's always going to be some contention at some point or another. And if you're going to come out of there, you, you're going to have to take a, a particular position. You, you're going to have to be able to understand that, listen, if I don't do something about this situation, it's going to get the best of me. And I found out, watch this, that some people are just talking. But what they really need to understand is that you're not the one to play with. Ah, anybody know what I'm talking about? Have you ever, y'all looking at me funny, I'm at the wrong place. Have you ever had somebody talking a lot of noise and they thought you were quiet until you stood your ground and you looked at them and you said, come on, do it, do it, do it. I tell you, I tell you. And then all of a sudden when you took that posture, they began to back down because they knew that there was something about you. They didn't want it, they didn't want it. Yeah, yeah, they don't, they don't want me. <laughs> you, you, you don't want me. And so here's what I want. What I found out about these kings, they were talking a lot of stuff, but they really didn't want it. Because, because when the battle began to ensue, they went and they hid themselves in the cave, trying to preserve themselves. Uh, but watch what happened. <laughs> the Bible says that while Joshua was defeating enemies, they found out that these kings ran and hid in this cave. So Joshua said, we're still taking care of business. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to handle them. Go and put a stone at the mouth of the cave. And we'll handle them later. And the Bible says that whenever, when they were able to deal with all of their enemies, once they were finished, the Bible says, now let's go and deal with these kings. Let's go and deal with this coalition. Let's go and deal with this assembly that has set themselves against us. Let's go and deal. And here's what we read our text. Here's what we saw here. The Bible says that Joshua comes to the people and to the mouth of the cave. And he says, open the mouth of the cave. And bring the five kings here. Bring them here. Bring them here. Bring them here because... I, I got to deal with them. Bring them to me from the cave. And they did so. And they brought these five kings to him out of the cave. They brought the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jermuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon. And they put them in front of Joshua. Uh -huh. And then watch what Joshua does. Yes, the scripture says that Joshua then now, um, when they brought them before him, the five kings, the Bible says when they brought the kings, Joshua called out to the men of Israel and to the chiefs of the men of war who had gone with him. Once again, the commanders. Uh -huh. 
I want you to say that real loud. The commanders. Uh, you, you're going to get this in a few moments, but put your hand on your chest and say, I'm a commander. He said, commanders, come here. I got a job for you. See these five kings? See, see this representation of authority? See these five kings here? Here's what I want you to understand. Joshua said, commanders, I want you to understand that the authority is not with them. The authority is with us. Amen. And so he says, I want to do something. I want to demonstrate authority. And so he says, get these five kings, and, and he calls for the commanders. I feel God pushing me here. He says, get them, get them. He says, bring them here. And, and, and he says, um, come near, um, out of, um, and come near, rather. And he says, and here's what I want you to do. I want you to put your feet on the next of these kings because these kings thought that if they pulled their resources that their power would be unmatched but I want you to let them know to get down where they belong and then I need you to put your foot on their neck God, let me get out of here put your feet on their necks of these kings. And the Bible says, so they came near and they put their feet on their necks. And Joshua says, now I want you to realize I know they're kings, but do not fear them. But do not be dismayed. Do not be, be nervous because once again, the authority does not rest with them, it rests with you. Be strong and courageous. For the Lord will do this to all the enemies that you fight. Now you've got to get this visual. You've got to get it. I know you read this before. I know it's good Bible scholars and students in here. But you've got to get this visual. These commanders came and they put their feet on the necks of the kings. Now, what you got to understand is that they did not do it lightly. They applied pressure. So what you got to understand is, first there is the positioning, and next is the press. Because the pressure now is cutting off their life source. The pressure now is... It is smashing and mashing the esophagus. It's causing them to struggle to get air. And the people that thought they were in authority, now they are begging to live. Because they are in a bad position. And pressure is being applied. I, I, know, I know somebody is getting this here. I want you to understand there is something significant about the feet being on them. The reason why feet is important because feet is a symbol of authority. It is a position of power. It is a position of control. It is letting somebody else know that I have power over you. It is having 
another person in a vulnerable position and you will not be victorious. And so there is, so there is the position and then there is the press. Yeah. Now here's what you got to get and we're going to get out of here. Uh, Joshua also wants us to understand this. He says, I want you to not to be afraid and be dismayed because of this situation. I want you to know that the authority rests with you. And so there's position, there's press, but also there needs to be a proclamation. Come on. In other words, you got to begin to raise into the atmosphere that, that, that God is with me. That victory is a part of who I am. That victory is is, is in is in the fabric of my DNA. You gotta begin to proclaim some stuff. Can I get out of here? But let me help you with something real quick. I want you to understand we don't do enough proclamation. I want you to understand, here's what I believe God wants us to do. I want you to understand there's some things that have been intimidating you, been threatening you, trying to get the best of you, and it's in your house. But watch this. When we close this service today, and when we come out of this service, and those that are leaders, those that are walking in the strength and the might of God, I want you to begin to go into your house. And I want you to begin to walk in every single room. I want you to go in the bedroom. I want you to go in the kitchen. I want you to go in the den. I want you to go in your laundry room. I want you to walk the floors of your basement. I want you to go in every space that you occupy. And I want you to proclaim the word of the living God. That God is for me. And if God is for me, then he can be against me. That the power of the most high God is resting on the inside of me. I'm not going to bow down but I'm gonna rise in the authority of the living God, and I'm gonna set notice on the enemy that I have the authority of the Most High God, and what's been over me is not gonna be over me any longer. And by the power of the Most High God, I'm gonna raise my foot, and I'm gonna put it on the next of the I want you to understand this. I want you to get this because 
uh, two years and there's many more years in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. But I want you to know that this message, God wants to allow this message to serve as a reminder. Because whenever the enemy begins to pull his resources against you, Whenever this coalition begins to come to try to stop your momentum, hear me, and try to block it because it's going to come, I want you to remember who's with you. And I want you to remember that the authority rests with you and not with them. And I want you to remember that your position should be as the individual who's placing his feet on the things that's trying to stop you. And so there's positioning. I want you to understand there's pressing, there's proclamation, and now there is praise. Praise? What do you mean praise? How am I praising God? Um, because the victory hasn't been won yet. I haven't had the adversary come against me. I haven't had the storm yet in ministry. I haven't had the trial yet. But here's what I want you to know. God wants you to praise in advance. God wants you to praise so that you understand and know that this is what I ought to be doing. That this is not difficult for me, that this is not foreign to me, but whenever I find myself in situations of great tension and great contention, I realize that authority is in me to not only have victory, but also to praise him. So for the next few moments, here's what I need y'all to do. Musicians, I need y'all to help me out. I need you to lift up your voice in this house. And I need you to give God a praise.